Welcome to Walking with the Archetypes, a podcast with lessons on life, love, and leadership. For more than a decade now, I've obsessively studied the King Warrior Magician Lover Archetypes, what I now call the Masculine Operating System. And in this podcast, I will reveal their secrets. So come now as we translate esoteric teachings into practical keys for how to rise in life. My name is Ivan Figenskevshelum, founder of Men's Initiation Reclaim You in a Throne. And it's time now to head outside and walk with the archetypes. All right, we are back. Right in the middle of the winter woods here in Oslo, Norway. And boy, is it cold today. I think it's minus 17, minus 18 degrees Celsius. That would be around zero degrees Fahrenheit. And I'm crossing a frozen over lake. And it's just like diamonds in the snow. It's sparkly all over the place. Yeah, so pleasure to have you back. This is walk and talk number four with me and the archetypes. And I'm uh, so grateful and uh, so honored that you have decided to join me yet again. Now, this is a pretty new thing for me to go on these walks and to talk about the archetypes. And uh, I'm sure I'll find my way more and more over these next episodes, but I'm loving it so far. And if I'm a little bit of a newbie to begin with, well, Let's just enjoy the novelty of it and uh, let's get more pro as things move ahead. I'm here now today to continue the story from yesterday. Where I was sharing about my father's uh, legacy, his vision, how he was in many ways a proud European, a bit of a patriarch, old school man, and um, how there's a certain warrior-esque conditioning at play there, which is increasingly not very popular in our culture. Warrior bad, warrior archetype bad, especially in men, because we are the the physically superior or strength-wise superior sex, and of course we we're dangerous. And so there is a there is a legitimate concern about the abuse of, of force in us men, because you better believe it that we do that. We abuse our force because we have, as, a, as, a, as, a, as men, we have been indoctrinated into a culture of not embracing our deeper heart, our deeper being because we've been beasts of burden producers walking atm machines where's the cash oh here's the cash okay go to work get some more because we'll need more tomorrow not necessarily the most fun um and uh, i think we men have received a lot of undeserved flack for being the producer and provider and maybe being emotionally constipated as a result. It's just the role, separation of roles in a traditional household. But anyway, let's move to the women, to my mother, to my sisters. I'm the youngest of three siblings. My, uh, my 
older sister, uh, oldest, eldest sister is almost 10 years older than me and the younger one uh, seven years older than me. So it's a big difference. We have this Norwegian word that I have a slightly challenged relationship to called atpoklat. And it basically means that you're just a, a blob that came after everyone else. So that's me, the late blob. Now, one of the things that we do on the Reclaiming the Throne initiation is that we introduce the men to a pretty powerful transmission of three stages of warrior development. The first stage is out of the Red Knight. You may recognize this idea from Iron John as described by Robert Bly in his seminal work from, I believe the early 90s, maybe it was the late 80s, was embraced by men's group groups around the world, the first men's movement in the, in the past millennium that was headed by people such as Robert Moore and Robert Bly and Michael Mead. Many Jungians were there so it's uh, it's an idea this red knight that uh, the first level of development and and this is of course this is not just pulled out of thin air this is from understanding uh, men through the the stories of indigenous cultures across the world is that we're born with this sort of red hot fire inside of us that needs to be tempered but but not too early not too soon not too soon, because this red, this raw, it's our territory, it's our power, it's our take, and we need that take. We need to reach out and go for what we want, otherwise we won't be able to carve civilization out of chaos. We won't be able to draw the boundaries. But then again, of course, Taking at the expense of other people also doesn't create civilization out of chaos, it perpetuates chaos. And, and that's the challenge. We need to come to terms with our power without causing too much pain and trauma on others. And so this is why contemporary culture has made it a bit of a trend to try and bypass men um, through or across or over this red knight and straight into the next level of development, which is the white knight. And you all know the white knight because he has a little bit of a bad rep. And why? Well, it's because he's naive. Especially when we arrive at that level of development without having lived through our red, which is really the norm for men these days especially in the more sensitive, progressive circles where male aggression is frowned upon as an expression of toxic masculinity. And of course, understandably so. Um, but that, there's a damage in that. And so we, we end up being these pussy-whipped, weak-ass men that pretend that we're warriors, social justice warriors maybe, uh, or some other version of it, 
I was very much a stand-up kind of guy with my sisters, where like I wanted to protect my sisters from the the cruel masculine expressions in my environment. So I and so I white knighted my sisters all of this time. Even though they were seven, ten years older than me, I would be white knighting them and sort of stand up against the perceived perpetrators in our neighborhood. It's uh, pretty ridiculous, really. It was, of course, a role that gave me a certain level of satisfaction. But it was bullshit. It was bullshit, and it was my way of pursuing validation. Now, I'm going to not go much further today. I'm not going to be speaking about the Black Knights, the integration of the two, because I'm here to speak about the women in my family, and I already started doing that. You see, it's... It's been my life experience, this uh, need to be someone that protects women, that stands up for them, that um, does good for them, and, uh, and so on and so forth. And uh, of course, to a certain point, that becomes, that becomes a bit old, eh? Becomes a bit old because as every man, every young man, every boy who's ever tried to be the white knight for women knows is that, well, they don't actually feel attracted to him, typically speaking, because he's just trying to do and please everything. Please her all the time. Without a spine, really, and, but, but plenty of this kind of huffing and puffing, uh, virtue signaling, uh, posturing, where I have a lot of arrogance and I resent, resentment and I'm huffing and puffing against all of the toxic masculinity. Just passing people here. You probably know what I'm talking about. Because maybe you are that guy. And if you are, well, you're probably not enjoying it too much. You may enjoy the perceived sense of moral superiority, the perceived sense of being better than others. But you're not happy. In fact, you're miserable. And that is because you are bypassing the territorial, instinctual, phallic thrust, which is what I call it, this, this sword, this agentic, proactive push into the world. You're repressing it, and it kills our life force. And there I was, protecting my sisters, seeking their validation, because they were bigger than me, they were mysterious, more evolved somehow. And then my sister, no, not my sister, my mother, a, a very conflict-averse woman, a bit neurotic, uh, and uh, kind of internal with things. And me, me actually being a, quite a mama's boy, wanting her attention and learning to attune to her inner life so that I could get my needs met. Hi, what a 
time in my life. Yeah. What a time in my life. Now that was my childhood. And I lived under the influence of that for almost three decades before I realized that I needed to snap out of it. And I gradually started to. That's the story for another day. But for now, just, just reviewing what I've talked about, this tendency for so many of us contemporary guys, oh my God, it's beautiful around me. Holy smokes. Holy smokes, it's beautiful around me. Huh. To review, the message here is that there is a tendency for us contemporary men, boys, to be rushed through the red stage because parents and particularly mothers want us to be sweet and lovely. Perhaps not aggressive like your daddy. So this is a message that we've received for decades now. As the feminists have been fighting for their liberation and essentially for the right to be a warrior and they have started to lead the way and uh, and when one part of an equation embodies the polarity of a warrior, well, by natural consequences like physics, the other part starts embodying the polarity of the lover. And so we have become softer, more sensitive, sometimes desperately sensitive. And uh, for better or worse, yeah. Well, that is my story. Maybe you have a similar story. Maybe yours was different. I don't care. But I'm very glad that you came to me uh, or came to this walk with me today. And if you could see this, I, I am like in some picture perfect. I got to take a picture here, man. Somebody has to see it. Thanks for coming along and uh, have yourself a great day. Thank you for joining me on today's Walking with the Archetypes. It's been a real pleasure to spend this time with you. And don't forget, you're invited to come walk with me every weekday, Monday through Friday. To go deeper with this masculine operating system, head over to MasculineOS.com for a comprehensive free guide.